we're rolling. <laughs> okay, cool. Awesome. All right. So we're going to, I'm, I'm going to own up to my fuck up because we just recorded for an hour and I, I'm like, I'm going to double check right now. The, the USB cord is in my sound system now, like in my soundboard. We are 100% recording. We just didn't record anything that we talked about before this. <laughs> so I'm here with Melissa St. Hilaire, also known as American Witch 13 on Instagram. Uh, I've interviewed her before for two side chicks where we talked about a seance and fun stuff like that. And we are going to try to recreate for you the conversation we just had. <laughs> it was the best conversation ever. It was, I know, this, that, that's just an interview just that we get to remember and enjoy. Yeah, it's okay. It's like, you know, it, it was like a rough draft or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's totally just like, it makes me feel like this is just sort of like, kind of what's happening in my brain sometimes like there's a little bit of right. like a for, like a forgetfulness and just like a, like a little I don't know like a funk I guess um it's like it's a it's a quarantine fog it's the quarantine it fog it's the quarantine <laughs> fog which is sort of what we were discussing we were kind of talking about like how we're each sort of dealing with the quarantine and mm -hmm. you know we'd sort of talking about we both have had insomnia yes yeah I, you know, we actually didn't even touch on this when we were talking before, but I, I feel like I'm tapping into like collective mm -hmm. insomnia. Like it's not just my insomnia. And I've talked to a lot of people who have been having insomnia and yeah, it could be like, oh, like people are just worried, but it feels, it feels like a psychic insomnia. It doesn't just feel like my own insomnia. Oh, I completely agree because I have suffered from insomnia since I was a child. Mm -hmm. So like, and I know that there are different stages of insomnia. There's different types. And, you know, there's the, oh, my God, I have to get up really early for this important thing, insomnia, because you're so worried about getting up that you, like, don't sleep. And and then there's, like, you know, miscellaneous other ones. But, like, this one is totally weird and wackadoodle and different. Because mm -hmm. it's, like, I'm exhausted. And, like, in the past, I've had other insomnia where I'm, like, oh, okay, I'm, I can't get to sleep, so I'm going to, like, write some poetry or whatever. Yeah. Well, like, creative insomnia. Like, yeah, that totally. I love. I love a good creative insomnia about where I'm, right? like, just, you're like, like, oh. Yeah, working on it or whatever it is. But you right. said it feels different. But this one is, yeah, this one feels different. And, like, even last night I had it. And I've had it for the past couple of nights, actually. And, um, and last night I was like, okay, I'm totally exhausted. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to lie down and I'm like flipping and flopping. And I like keep looking at the clock. It's 2 a.m. Okay. It's 3 a.m. Okay. Yeah. It's 4 a.m. And I'm like, and then I'm like, did I fall asleep? Did I like, but I'm not, but I didn't have any dreams and I had no memory of like having my mind be shut off. You know, like I felt like I was thinking the whole time Yeah. and, and it's weird. It's just, it's like an uncomfortable forced insomnia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I totally don't what you're talking about. And it's, it is a weird insomnia where it's like, normally if I can't sleep, I find something else to do, but I totally, or, or you find like a holistic approach. Like I'll go yeah. and have some Kava Kava or CBD oil or St. John's word or like whatever, you know what I mean? But like nothing is working. And typically the only time I have insomnia where nothing works is when I'm like PMSing, like I get this weird, <laughs> right? I get like this weird PMS insomnia. And so it's really similar to that, but it's not that, right. you know? So it's like, hmm, what is this? <laughs> yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. Um, how are you combating it? Just sort of living through it? Just I am. I'm totally just living through it. Yeah. And like, I've, I've tried a number of different things and like, literally nothing has really worked. Mm -hmm. So I've just kind of, I'm like, I'm going to throw my hands up to the universe and say, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just sort of deal with it. I just hate the sitting in bed part because like, I, I like, I think yeah. about what I could be doing and I'm like, I don't like, none of that sounds appealing to me. Like I just want to right. be asleep right now. Same. Well, yeah. And I have my Kindle like right next to my bed. I could easily be picking up my book and reading, but I, but I don't want to like, um, I had, before I had mentioned, I remember reading this, the discovery of witches, which yeah. was like a really fun, um, witchy trilogy. And 
I tried to pick it up last night and I looked at it and I read a paragraph and then I was like, wait, what the hell did I just read? Yep. Like, I, you know, so I'm like, okay, I can't read. I can't write. I can't really do anything that's going to be productive because of the quarantine fog. Yeah. <laughs> I think so that, like, okay. I think that it's like, you know, when you are, when you aren't trying to read something that you genuinely are engaged with typically, and you're trying to enjoy it and you, without even realizing it, have your consciousness sort of leave you and you're not in control of where your thoughts are directed like that mm-hmm. feels very collective to me that feels oh god you know yeah. like like that like your consciousness is being pulled towards something else but it's hard mm-hmm. because it's like okay well what what is the point of me not being able to get any sleep right now right yeah like what what does it serve you know mm-hmm. because you know, we, we often talk about in the woo-woo circles we often talk about like that which does not serve us and like serving our higher self and like all these yeah. different things. And so I, some, not, not always, but I sometimes try to look at the world through that prism of like, does this serve a purpose for me right now? And I honestly can't say that insomnia is, is serving any kind of, I mean, maybe yeah. it is, maybe it will be revealed at some point, you know, right. but it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> no, no, it totally doesn't. It totally doesn't. And it like, um, you know, it just, I mean, Go ahead. Oh, go. Oh, I was just gonna say, even when you mentioned the idea of the collective, what just popped into my head is um, the, you know, there's like the collective unconscious yeah. that as, you know, we can all sort of tap into whether it's through meditation or like art or what have you, we, there's like, and I kind of can sort of almost even correlate that to the Akashic records yeah. because Right, because you're sort of tapping into the collective knowledge of everybody, whether it's, you know, wisdom or beauty or love or whatever. And so it it feels a little bit like that, but without the creative payoff. Yeah, no, it does totally make sense because I think when I'm having insomnia and I'm being creative, it feels like channeling. And yes. it's my, it's my attachment to source or my connection to source. And this doesn't feel like this. Like, you know, I'd mentioned sort of my energy levels being really unpredictable right now. And just like yes. having, you know, I'm, I'm healthy, I'm active, like I'm usually pretty high energy. And I have had days, you know, a couple of days in a row spread out since this has happened where I felt like I had been, had just like bricks weighing me down and it felt like and like you know I I have to be like okay am I depressed like no I'm not depressed but I feel like I am showing symptoms of a depressed person without feeling depressed in my soul or in my spirit but like all of like the physical like lethargicness um, inability to concentrate tired and it makes you like it makes Mm -hmm. me analyze like am I in denial? Am I like, you know what I'm like, right. but like, yes. I, like, you know, I've sat with it and it very much does feel like, col- like the collective to me. Yeah. I know. I totally know what you mean. Cause I went through that. When was it? It was a couple of weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago. Now I was, I had hit like a weird wall, like at the beginning of all of this, when the first, when the quarantine stuff first started hit, um, I was flying back from Florida to uh, Los Angeles mm-hmm. and that was on March 12th and um, and that was my first sort of like foray out into the world as it had begun to change because yeah. before that I was just like kayaking with my dad so I mean there yeah. was like no no sense of anything weird going on yeah and then suddenly being in an airport and seeing how people had already started to shift and change how they you know distancing from each other and like some people had already started wearing masks and yeah. it was and like the plane was like half empty, which never happens because like mm-hmm. I went from Florida to New York and then New York to L.A. Those planes are always completely full. Yeah. You know, those are a lot of busy hubs. Super busy. And so it was very weird to see that. Um, but that was my first indication of like, OK, this is for really real. Like this is a this is a big thing that is like happening everywhere right now. And we have to be, you know, vigilant. And. So I started to self-quarantine at that point because I was like, shoot, I just went through JFK. Like, the, I mean, hello, this mm-hmm. is like the hub of all of it. And so I was like, I don't want to get anybody sick. So I shut down for a couple of weeks. And at first I was fine. Like, at first I was like super calm. Like, I got this. I'm good. I usually work from home anyway. Like, 
I can handle this. I'm totally okay. Yeah. And after about two weeks, I was like, okay, the fuck? <laughs> like, I was like, the, I was like, the introvert has over introverted. Like, I, I need, I like, oh my God, I actually really need people. Yeah. Like, this, this is like a revelation to me, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and then I started to get what you're talking about, where it was like all my energy and my excitement, because I was like posting away to American Witch, and I'm like posting like little guided videos and like a little thing with my singing bowl. And I'm like, yeah, I got this. This is good. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I don't want to go online. I don't want to post anything. I don't want to like, I just, I just wanted to shut down, yeah. you know? And, and that was when I got that lethargic and I had to do the same self check where I was like, am I, am I depressed? I had the same process, you know? Yeah. And, and it was the same feeling too, where I was like, well, I don't, it doesn't feel like depressions that I've had in the past. So I, but yet, like you said, it was the same, like, in the past when I've had depression, I'll have insomnia and then I'll be like lethargic all day and I'll be like, and you know, you don't have the, the joy in the things that you usually have joy in, yeah. what have you. And I'm like, okay, what is actually wrong with me? And then I saw this article that said, um, you're not depressed, you're grieving. Oh, shit. And I was like, right? And I was like, <laughs> that? I'm like, is that what's happening? And if I'm grieving, what am I grieving? You know? Yeah. So I, I read it and all of the like seven stages of grief and everything, like, oh my God, I'm like, I went through a bunch of those. Yeah. And even the brain fog, like whenever um, someone dies, whether it's my, you know, a cat or whatever, um, I always go into like a weird brain fog, like after the person has passed where it like, I'll, you know, it's the typical brain fog of like you walk into a room and you're like, I don't know why I just walked in here. Yeah, or you're no, like in totally. the middle, right? And you're like <laughs> in the middle of talking to someone. You're like, I have no idea what I'm even saying right now. I just you know? accidentally didn't record that full hour we were just talking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. That, yeah. that, that's grief brain fog. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I totally have that. And, and I think also the insomnia is part of that. And I don't know about you, but like for me, when I am really stressed out about something I eat like crazy <laughs> but but when I'm grieving I don't eat at all right like I go into this weird fasting mode and I that's where I've been like I'm not eating like all my pants are like hanging off of me right now which yeah you know I should be like yay that's awesome but I'm kind of worried because I'm like this is not a healthy way to lose weight because I'm I'm just not eating because I have no appetite you yeah. know and it's that that grief mind thing um, so I don't know. I think, I think maybe we might be all collectively grieving and what we're, what are we grieving? Whew. I mean, <laughs> for me, there's a lot. I mean, I, I, I look at, and I don't, I don't ever really try to take which doctor or any of my podcasts in a political direction, but the politics right. around this are depressing. Politics are super depressing. always depressing, yeah. but I'm like, I just, I don't know. And it's like, it's, there's like this weird relationship that I feel like I've gotten away from, but that I had with the news for a while where I was constantly yes. on my phone looking for the news, like looking, you know, and, and not even looking for good news. Like just like, you know, like, like, <laughs> like a hunger for like almost like understanding the trauma that was happening. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, and it's weird because you see things like there are so many people dying that in New York, they have freezer trucks as makeshift mortuaries and they're digging mass graves for like unclaimed bodies. And I feel like I'm desensitized. Like I'm not having like mm -hmm. an appropriate emotional response. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. I know what you mean. It's like a weird numbing. Mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's like, there's just like a lot of mixed emotions about this because on one hand it's like, you know, there's always tragedy when there's loss and our, mm -hmm. our, our infrastructures are being upset and the economy, you know, people's like people are losing a lot of money. Uh, and there's part of me that's like, yeah, that's really, you know, upsetting, but there's part of me that's like, you know, what? I like as traumatic as this is, I'm thinking we might've needed this, you know? Well, exactly. Yeah. And that's, and that's the paradigm shift. You know, mm -hmm. that's where it's like, 
and I, and I've seen that too. And I have to, and I have to be really careful about like how I word things when I talk about stuff like this. And I, even when I do posts on um, Instagram, I'm like, I'm like super conscious of how I'm posting things because you don't want to trigger someone. It's sensitive. Exactly. Yeah. It's super sensitive. I don't want to trigger anyone. And I want to acknowledge that I understand that people are really suffering right now and that, and I feel it and I'm, and I, I wish that they weren't suffering and I wish that we could have had a paradigm shift without death and disease. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but the, but the truth of the fact is that the, where we were before was not sustainable. Yeah. You know, like we, we need to take care of our people better, you know, and, 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 you know, I don't want to get political either and like list all the things that I would do, but, (laughs) but I've got like a list of things in my head where I'm like, you know, if we had this, we would not be so bad off. If we had this, you know, there's all these things that would have protected us in a pandemic that we didn't, we did not have those things in place. And is this a horrible wake up call that maybe we should, should have that, um, but it also kind of feels like, you know, and that's the practical side of it. The woo-woo side of it is it feels like a spiritual wake-up call, too. Yeah. You know? It feels like, you know, we're all kind of forced to be either totally isolated or stuck with certain people. And in that realm, we have to figure out how to cope and deal, you yeah. know? No, I, to- I and, totally see where you're coming from with that. And that's a, that's a challenge, you know? And before, we talked about meditation. And... Like, I really, truly believe that one of the best things that anybody can practice during this whole bizarro experience is daily meditation. Yes. I, I think that you're so right on the money with that. And it's been, it has not, I've fallen a little bit behind on my, because when I was very first starting my spiritual awakening and I, and you know, years and years ago when I couldn't deny it anymore, I was like, okay, I got to do 20 minutes a day. And I did 20 minutes a day. And that was my thing, you know? And I've yeah. got, I've gotten away from that a little bit. And some of it just with like experience of understanding other ways to meditate. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that lately it's, and it's also been like what I feel like I engaging with. And lately for me, it's just been like stretching meditation and like being, Mm. being present in my body, you know, and like trying to, trying to check in and make sure that my body's healthy as well. Um, but I, you know, I, I, you'd sort of mentioned this before that, like when people, when, you know, because we both agree that like all of our clients need to be meditating and everyone in the world needs to be meditating. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But, um, we both sort of have a, you know, a typical response that we get from clients where it's like they are intimidated by meditation. Completely. Yeah. I've had friends and clients and even colleagues say, say to me, I can't meditate. Like they've actually said the words, I can't meditate. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, you can. Everybody can meditate. It's just your approach, you know? And like, cause I I had mentioned before, like, you know, I have this super noisy, busy mind because I've got you know, the clear audience that like comes, comes in constantly and I get messages and I, and then just miscellaneous thoughts, like, you know, I got to take the laundry out, you know, whatever. And, um, but the thing is, is like, so there's like, I think people have this belief that they have to have this completely blank mind and sit there for like a full hour, like, you know, and it's like, dude, no, like there's a zillion different ways to meditate. And like, um, you know, if you do Buddhist chanting, like that's a good way to meditate because it gives you something to focus on. So you're not like just thinking wildly, you know? Yeah. Um, and then like I had mentioned that there is a, a breathing meditation where you can breathe in goodness and like light and things like that. And you yeah. breathe out everything that's stressing you out. So you're like, deep breath in and you're like, Oh, green light and all oh, peace and what have you. And then you're like, breathe out fear worry and you just imagine all these negative emotions like black in your body and like pushed out through your breath and becoming white so that what's left is just pureness in you you know and then that's like a way for people with noisy minds to focus their thoughts you know um 
But then if you want to do like, cause you had mentioned this too about how psychics, if you really want to tap into your intuition, mm-hmm. like you need to meditate, you do, you know, you do. And, and that's like more of a, um, sitting in silence kind of yep. a meditation where you're like, okay, I'm going to sit in silence. I'm going to set a timer on my phone, maybe two minutes, maybe five minutes. Cause mm-hmm. I don't want to like go bananas Yeah, and just sit and be like, okay, what am I getting? And the first few thoughts are going to be the mundane stuff. But then like once you sign it and like, and that's the other trick to that is not to hold on to a thought. So like if something pops in and like, you're like, okay, I have to change my oil or whatever. You just kind of like, okay, there it is. And there yeah, it is. Like accept release. Yeah. What's next? What's you totally. got, what you got next? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and no judgment on it. No analyzing the thought. Just allow it to like wash over you like a wave and then like recede, you know? And then at some point those thoughts will completely disappear. And then you start to get the downloads and that's like where the magic happens. You know, it's like you get like, you're like, Oh, okay. So, so, you know, my spirit guide is talking to me and telling me that I need to uh, work with Malachite. Okay. You know, or whatever. uh (laughs) No, totally. Yeah. I think that people, you know, sometimes are unsure about what it, what a download is too. And for me, it's always like, I always try to explain it as like, it's an aha moment. Like it feels like an epiphany. It just feels like something popped into your head and sometimes they'll be, they'll be super pronounced. Like, um, I remember the, like the craziest download I think I've ever had was I was, I was jogging and I heard in my mind and an example of trans meditation, you know, or moving meditation, but I was jogging and I heard, mm-hmm. I heard in my mind, it was like a voice just entered my brain and it said, um, so-and-so is going to have appen- their appendix removed. They're going to have appendicitis. They need to stop drinking and they need to start taking CBD oil. And I was like, wow. what? Uh, but I was just like, I, like, I, like, I'm not going to call someone and be like, you're going to have appendicitis. Like, you know what I mean? Right? Like, I know. I know. I hate that. And, um... <laughs> It was a couple of days later. It was the day after Thanksgiving and I was talking to my sister and they're like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah is in the hospital. They're, they have appendicitis. They're getting their appendix removed right now. And I was like, oh my God, I knew that was going to happen. And she was like, why didn't you tell us? I was like, who did like, cause I can't be a crazy psychic lady who just is like saying stuff. No, you can't do that. No, you yeah. can't. Like I'll tell you years and years ago, like gosh, maybe 20 years ago now, I, I had gotten because I've gotten weird psychic downloads my whole life, but I'd never really thought to tell them to anybody. And then I had gotten this one where about a girl I went to high school with and I can't, it's so long ago. I don't even remember the specifics of it, but I hadn't talked to her in a long time. So I called her out of the blue and I left a message on her voice on her answering machine where I was like, so this is going to sound crazy, but I got this message and I really felt really compelled to tell you. So I'm going to leave the message for you and take it or leave it. And if it's nothing, if it means nothing to you, then just completely discard it and don't worry about it. Yeah. And <laughs> come to find like, since then, like she's blocked me on all social media. Like, oh, <laughs> no. and I was like, Oh crap. Okay. Well maybe I won't do that again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. You just like, that's like the psychics cursed. <laughs> it is totally. And it's like, and, and I mean, I even remember one download I got, um, which I, I think it's okay to share this because he, I think he'd be okay with it, but I was giving a tarot reading to this one guy and, um, and, and, you know, you know, you've given a lot of tarot readings, so yeah. you know, the gen, like, usually the stuff that comes through is like more of a general guidance for someone, but every once in a while on a blue moon, you get something that is so super specific and yeah. it's like, okay, this, it's, it's, it's not even the cards anymore. It's your own intuition. The cards are just like a launch yeah, pad. Totally. Right. And something leaps into your brain and you're like. Yep. Oh my God, I have to share this thing and I'm feeling really uncomfortable right now. And the thing that I had to share was, um, I, and I, I hate even, but I know he would be okay with it, um, that his girlfriend was cheating on him. Oh. And I was like, you know, and I could feel like my face flush, like I, like I felt hot and I knew I was bright red. And he's like, he's like, what is it? What's wrong? What do you see? And I was like, 
I was like, listen, I'm just going to tell you what I'm getting. And like, I'm really sorry that to be the, the bearer of bad news. And I, and I'm going to tell you that I hope I'm wrong, yeah. you know? And he's like, what is it? Just spit it out. So I told him. And as I was telling him, and this is where it got really super detailed. And where I was like, he, she's cheating on you and she's going to give you an STD. Like I was that yep. specific. Yeah. And he was, and he got super mad and he was like, you don't know what you're talking about. She's completely devoted to me. She loves me. She would never do that. You're, you're a horrible person for even suggesting that. Oof. And right. And I was like, I'm so, I said, listen, I'm so sorry. This is just, it, it, it popped into my head and I'm, I'm, I'm really, really sorry. I started to cry. Like I was so upset about it. Right. Yeah. Well, a couple of weeks goes by. He won't talk to me. He won't return my phone calls, nothing, you know? And then I randomly ran into him and it was one of those funny things where I'm like, I'm walking down the street and I see him in the distance walking towards me. And I was like, oh, what no. do I do? Yeah. Like, do I like hide, you know, do I hop into a store and like yeah. run into the golden bathroom or something? Like, what do I do right now? And I, and I, and, and I just froze because I didn't know how to react. He's like, I'm just going to stand here like an idiot. And he walks up and he's like, hi. And I'm all like, hi. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, Right. And he goes, he goes, listen, he's like, Melissa, he's like, I have to tell you something that's really important. And he's like, don't be, he's like, don't freak out. And I'm like, okay, what? And he's like, I have to apologize to you. And I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, you were totally right. Oh my gosh. He's like, he's like, I broke out in a rash. I went to my doctor. All he could hear was you when he brought, when the yeah. rash got it, like, <laughs> totally and like he got tested and it was positive and so he had to go to his girlfriend because he was like he knew he hadn't cheated you yeah. know and so he had to go to his girlfriend and he's like what's going on you know yeah. and she she started to cry and she was like I'm sorry I totally cheated on you and I was oh like gosh. oh my god you know yeah yeah <laughs> so it was like a it was a weird thing of like I hated being right but I was also validated Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. No, totally. I mean, yeah, you don't ever want to be right about like a tragedy, but it is like there's an, there's like a nice level to it. I had like it's so hard because sometimes like information comes in really weird ways and it's not helpful. Like you can't use it mm-hmm. to be helpful. Um there was so one true. um there was one time when I kept I kept tasting like, you know, when you do Coke, I'm like, you know, when you do Coke and like, there's the, <laughs> there's the drainage that like, sort of like, it's like a nasal drip, but there's like a very specific flavor to it. It's like almost metallic. Yeah. 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 And it's like that chemical sort of like burn that's just like dripping down mm-hmm. your nose into the back of your throat. And I kept, yes. I kept tasting that and feeling that. And I was like, who's doing Coke? Like who's doing all this? Like what's going? Like why do I taste Coke so much? And I wow, I heard uh, a couple days later that my friend from high school's ex boyfriend overdosed (gasps) because his Coke was laced with fentanyl. And this wasn't like yeah, it was like real. It was really sad, and it wasn't like a person that I knew very well. It was, but you know what I mean. Like that, I had that information, Mm -hmm. and then that happened, so it was able to make sense. But it's just like, well, what's the point of that? You know? Yeah, what can you do? Because you, yeah, you can't do anything with it. And that brings me back to one thing that we talked about before, um, was before this COVID-19 thing happened, yeah. a whole bunch of my psychic friends, all, a whole bunch of us, had a funny feeling that yeah. something was coming, yeah. you know? And some of us had noticed that spirit activity was way higher, like, you know, and I mean, yes, it was around Halloween, which it's usually high around Halloween anyway, but this was like off the chart. And like, I had said to one of the psychics at Green Man, I was like, you know, I was like, the veil is so thin right now. It feels like it's not even there. And he's like, it's not there. It's gone. It's completely gone. It's like been ripped down. And everything on that side of the astral plane is like totally coming through. And I was like, oh my God. And, um, and then I said to him, I was like, but it it feels like something is coming. Like it feels, and then, and I also talked, it's kind of funny because my trainer at the gym, (laughs) (laughs) who who I'm like missing so much right now, but, um, totally, but he's super sensitive too. And, um, he's kind of like a baby psychic, you know, and, but, and I'm one of the only people he can talk to about it. So like, 
we'd, we'd also been like, you know, he's training me and then he'll ask me questions like psychic stuff. And, um, and so I said to him, I was like, I was like, are you getting anything? I told him how we all feel like something's going to happen. He's like, oh my God. He's like, Melissa, I keep having like apocalyptic dreams. Oof. And he's like, so- and he's like, something is going to happen. And he's like, I don't know what he's like, do you- he's like, what do you think it is? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to analyze it and use logic. And I'm like, maybe it's an earthquake or like a flood somewhere. Or I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, all I know is that something is coming. Right. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, and then he looks at me in all serious and he goes, and a lot of people are going to die. And, I'm, and I got Ooh, chills. I got chills. And I was like, oh, my, right. And I was like, oh, my God, they are. And I was like, I can feel that. And we were both, we like talked ourselves into a frenzy. We had to go sit in this car and get stoned because we were so yeah. like upset, you know. Yeah. And um, but then afterwards, I brought that back to some of the other psychics and, and they were like, oh, yeah, I feel that, too. And they're like, I don't know what it is, but something bad is coming. Yeah. for us and and then you know whatever like time passes Christmas came and went and I kind of just forgot about it and then this thing freaking happened and I'm like oh crap is this the thing like yes. is this the thing that we were all predicting but you know but like you said we couldn't do anything with it because we didn't have specifics we mm-hmm. just knew something bad was coming and it was going to be massive and I don't think we even actually maybe some of us realized but I don't think we all even realized it was going to affect the whole world yeah. you know like I think I think some of us kind of thought it's earthquake it's just going to affect LA or whatever you know right. that's always the first place your mind goes when it's LA it's like the big one <laughs> totally yeah because that's because it felt tragic you know it mm-hmm. felt that tragic and that you know there would have to be a lot of first responders and like it had that some feeling to it and I'm like oh my god I think I at least I freaking hope that this was this is the thing because oh it would kind of suck if there was like another thing coming yeah but, uh, yeah I mean you know what's scary about this being the thing is that we still don't understand it you know, right. and we're like, there's talks of like, oh, there might be like second and third waves and who knows how the economy is going to recover and people, you know, people who can't pay their rent and this and that. And, you know, it's right. it's like it's similar to what you were saying, like in the in the astrology communities, there was uh, a a Saturn and Pluto conjunction in January. And, you know, Saturn is our is our structures and it's, you know, like sort of authority in the government while Pluto is a destroyer and, you know, sort of like demolishes things. And so, you know, in astrology, we were all, you know, we were all saying like our structures are going to be challenged. Our structures are going to be ripped apart, this and that. And, you know, we're all going to have to like work together in order to rebuild. And I just am like, yeah, no, that's, that's, you know, because I mean, especially because the energy was starting to come in at the end of December, which is when sort of the outbreaks were happening in Wuhan. And then it sort mm-hmm. of like, you know, came to a point. And um, there was even like one astrologer who said, like, by March, we would understand what it was that like was changing. And, you know, here we are in April and March was just crazy. We all have to be quarantined. We all have to like, we're all feeling the effects of these structures being challenged. And I'm looking at like all this uncertainty and I think for me, you know, one of the things that I'm having the hardest time dealing with is that like I'm afraid that we're going to go through all of this and things won't change. Right. Yeah. I feel you on that because there, there, there could be a pressure to try to make things go exactly the way it was before and we can't do that. Mm-hmm. We've already seen that the system was not sustainable as it was and it and it's breaking down, you know, and so we need to create a new system. That's the hope. But right. oh man, it's a tough one. I you mean know? it's it's hard too because it's like, you know, I'm always looking for like the beauty in situations. And right. I'm, you know, I'm smelling how clean the air in LA is. And when I go on my walks, like I'm smelling jasmine and I'm smelling lavender and 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 you know, in India they were able to see um, the Himalayas. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because the pollution cleared and it's just like, okay, can we look at, can we look at our earth again? And can we stop, you know, rolling back environmental, you know, protections know. and, and, and isn't it amazing how quickly the earth cleaned up? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing that boggles my mind because there's been a lot of talk about the, you know, the climate situation and what, and so on and so forth. 
and pollution and everything. And sometimes when I read these articles or I watch these programs, I get this real hopeless feeling because I'm like, oh my God, we've destroyed the ozone layer and we've destroyed this and we've destroyed that to the point where it it seems like we'll never be able to fix it. We can never like reclaim it, you know, Mm -hmm. but just all of us being on pause, we're seeing all this beauty in the world. We're seeing the earth take care of itself. And it's like, oh wow, like we really can do this. Like this is not an inconceivable thing. This is not a hopeless thing. Like we can completely save the earth, you know? Yes. No, I agree with you. I think that there's been a huge relief to see, you know, and I, I think that like we need it almost as a morale booster to like have the cleaner and have have the beauty return. But again, that's why I think it's like scary. You know, I hope, I hope that we can, because the thing is, if I'm like, I can't take this too dark. (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, I can't take, I don't want to bump people out. I'm just saying like, we need to right. really, we really, we really need to like reconnect with our appreciation for the earth through this. I'll leave it at that. Cause I'm like, what if we, yeah. what if we just like reelect Trump and like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know, uh, I know. It's like, try not to think about that stuff, I know. but, but yeah, it's, you know, and that's, but that's, it's, it brings me a little joy seeing these pictures, like the clear water in the canals in Venice. I was like, are you, cause I've been to Venice. Like I've seen how dirty that water yeah. is, you know? Yeah. And to like see pictures where it was clear, it was like, Oh my God, is that like for real? You know? Yeah, no, totally. It's yeah. I mean, that's been a good, good part of it. Big aspect stuff, good aspect of it. I tried to bring it back to a psychic place, I tried when, when this very first started, I tried to channel the virus because I was like, mm. this is who I want you to take out. Like, just like, you know, I was like, <laughs> not like, not like personal names, but I was like, take out the people who are hurting you. Take out the people who are like effing up the world, you know, go for those people. Yeah. And the virus was like, no, I'm taking out whatever I can. Like, I just need to purge. Yeah. Like, I just need to purge. And like, and it, it, it was like, it, it was almost like a blob. Like it was just like mm-hmm. a blob, just like trying to cover whatever it could. And I don't say that to be alarmist. I'm just saying like the virus doesn't have an agenda. Like it's like it, it literally to me, it felt like it had a job to like clean things up and it's just whatever mm-hmm. comes in its way, which is why like my advice to everyone is like, just, just listen to like the CDC's recommendations and just protect, yeah. just listen to doctors and like, you know, like let right. them try to, you know, keep teach yeah. you how and, to protect and, yourself. And- and try to filter out the noise because mm-hmm. there's so much like conflicting things and so much misinformation flying around. And like, I get people who forward me things constantly. They're like, Oh, read this thing. And I look at it and I'm like, did you check the source on this? Because, and I've even accidentally shared things where, yeah. cause like, I'm like, Oh, that seems legit. And then you share it and you're like, Oh, wait a minute. Now that I've done a deeper dive, I see that this guy has like motives that are not cool. And so you can't, you got to take all his advice with a grain of salt, you know? Yep. And so it's like, kind of like, you know, and and this is like, now is the time when we really have to be vigilant about fake news. I mean, I hate the term, but, (laughs) but (laughs) but it's like, okay. And it's like you said, like, listen to the CDC, listen to, you know, the world health organization, like, and kind of like, filter out all the BS, you know, because, and also, you know, for me personally, like I have started to get, you know, we were talking about like feeling like the depression thing. Um, when I hit that wall, that's when I said, I need a social media break for like a week, you know, like I just need to unplug and take a step back and, um, you know, just be one with nature. And so that's kind of what I did. Like, I just went out and like became like, you know, earth mother. Cause I was just like, mm-hmm. I just, I just can't with this right now. <laughs> yeah, no, totally need a break. You know? And it, and it was amazing. Like it completely reset my whole energetic body. Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm good. I feel really positive. I feel like I can, I feel calm again. I'm all right now I'm ready to like dive back in. And what I've noticed for myself is that even though I'm, you know, back to posting and stuff, I'm not in the constant news scroll anymore. You know, like I've, I've stopped doing that. And I think that that is really unhealthy. And I think like, it even reminds me to go back to 9-11. Like it reminds me of how I felt when that whole thing went down. Cause I was just like, 
I've spent like a week on my couch watching CNN. Yeah. Nonstop, 24-7. Yeah. Did that help me at all? No. Like not even <laughs> remotely. <laughs> yeah. No, I know it's weird because it's like the news feels like a way of banding together. Like, I don't know. For me, sort of like the news almost feels like a sense of community. Um, like when there is tragedy, but again, like you said, like it can get unhealthy, you know? And it's like, I had to like tell my partner, he wasn't allowed to like read the news or check the stock market before bed because right, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't serving him, you know? And I was like, you just yeah. need to stop like right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just right unplug. Now. Yeah. You know, because we need to give ourselves breaks just like we shouldn't be constantly, um, forcing ourselves to be productive, mm -hmm. we also have to force ourselves to, like, just take a step back from the constant bombardment of, like, you know, how many deaths there are and how many of this and how many of that. And just be like, okay, like, I acknowledge yeah. this. My heart goes out to all of these people, to everyone that's affected. But I can't allow, and especially being sensitive and being empathic, mm -hmm. it's like I cannot allow myself to sponge up all of this energy because that's just going to leave me empty and hollow you yeah. know no it's true and it's but you know it is sometimes hard to avoid like like we mm -hmm. were talking about with the insomnia and like I've definitely noticed you know a lot more like murky orbs or you know dark like yes. darker energy and and then it's like okay well you know that's the, and that's like when the shadow people come oh did we not wait because we talked about the shadow people we before talked, but we didn't talk we about, didn't talk about it. it now so we can talk about shadow people now okay mm-hmm yeah. So that was another thing that a lot of the, not just the psychics that, that I work with, but also people in my classes um, mm -hmm. and in my psychic circles, a lot of, and also clients, a lot of people have been like asking me like, what are shadow people? Cause they keep seeing them. Yep. Like, and you know, and I, I, it feels connected. I cannot say for sure that it is. I can't even say, exactly what they are or what their purpose is or what they're doing but right now it feels like there's a battle taking place in the astral plane and you know it's the whole idea of as above so below right, right. like we're we're on below and we're in the material world and we're battling this virus and at the same time um, mirroring us there's a battle taking place in the astral plane and it very much feels like I mean, I could be wrong, but it feels like light beings versus shadow people. And I'm not yeah. saying for sure that shadow people are bad. I don't really know. I honestly don't know. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of what it feels like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, and I've had a couple of friends who have been haunted by shadow, like shadow people that are just following them around and just Oof. latching onto them. And it's usually because they're extra shiny, you know, yep. like, yeah, right. And, and like, and maybe they haven't learned the protections well enough or what have you. Um, and I, I mean, I've been haunted by shadow people since I was a, a baby. I've seen them my whole life because I've usually during sleep paralysis. And, um, and before I shared a, a, a thing and I'll try to re-share that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. a couple of years ago, I had this really intense sleep paralysis thing. And I know science always tries to say, blah, blah, blah. It's not, you know, it's just your hallucinations because you're in the hypnagogic state and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But, but I'm like, is it? And um, so I had this weird experience where this shadow entity sort of like hovered over me. And I heard a voice, a different voice, who's the voice of my friend Amy who passed away. I heard her voice say, you have to fight it. Right. It's trying to enter you and it wants to be in your body and control you like a puppet and you have to fight it. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, first of all, hell no, nothing is entering. Um, um, no, this is not, nobody's going to use me as a puppet. This is not going to happen. It's not exactly. And yeah. And, and I said to her, I was like, well, can't you help? Because she could have appeared to me as like a little being of light, you know? Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, she's like, you have to do this yourself. You have to do your own shadow work and you have to, um, you have to fight the shadow people. Yeah. You have to claim your power and use it. 
And I remember having this moment of like clicking over from the panic. And when she said that, just like a wave of calm came over me. And I was like, okay, all right, all right. I have power. I can do this. I can fight this. And like the next thing I remember was like sitting bolt upright and gasping for air. Yeah. And it had dissipated, you know, and to this day, I mean, I have ideas about who or what that entity was, Mm -hmm. but I can't say for sure. You have, you you think it could have been a who? Yeah. I think it could have been a who. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's like a definite person that I think that I think it was, mm-hmm. and um, I can say who it is. But I don't mind. I think it was Carlos Castaneda. Yeah, you, I was like, that's who I <laughs> thought you were gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And because yeah. you know, because he's like a dark energy, and I know that his books have helped a lot of people. But if you dive into his his personal life, there's mm-hmm. a lot of darkness there and and negative behavior. And and Amy knew him in real life. She As was with one of his so lovers. many male occultists who were like, right. witchcraft also, like, I'm going to make my wife do a bunch of drugs and, like, you know, play with bestiality. Like, like right. you yeah, know what seriously. I mean, Crowley? So. Yeah. <laughs> Crowley. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so many, like, awful, like, he made her, like, give up all her money and her possessions and, like, and... Um, he even said that any any nude photos she had of herself, she had to turn over to him so that he could destroy them to protect her. But instead, he kept them, and he did this with all the other women. He kept them and used them um, to blackmail them all. Wow. Allegedly. Alleged, I should say allegedly. Crowley? <laughs> yeah. The, that was Crowley you're talking about? Oh, no, that was Carlos. Okay, was I was Carly. like, I was like, that sounds like... <laughs> it could be either <laughs> got it got it got it but yeah no I mean that's yeah. like that's kind of a trend that I've noticed with um a lot of yeah, male like it's, occultists it's anything to kind of like you know brainwash and use and so on and so forth mm-hmm. but yeah but so that particular time for me it was like an actual person but I think I would not be surprised if some of the shadow people that people see are not actual people who passed away but other entities yeah you know like like ultra-dimensional entities or things yeah. like that. And, yeah, and I know, like, we talked about this a little bit already, but, you know, we have to repeat, <laughs> we're repeating everything. Mm-hmm. But, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I I've sort of have wondered about that, too, like if it's multidimensional. And I've, I've seen, for me, when I see what I guess I would say is my experience with shadow people, it doesn't look like a person, but it sort of looks like, like a moving squiggle that, like, is mm-hmm. in my periphery. And I'm just like, what is that? And, um, I had like a shadow, like I called it a goon because it kept just like Mm -hmm. running across in front of me and like running around me. And I felt like it was like taunting me. And it was like, um, once I sort of like faced it and like sat with it, I realized that it was, um, like a representation of like some unhealthiness that was happening in my life and like Mm -hmm. how that was going to evolve if I didn't like cut it off. And so, but I think that too, you know, when you've got sort of like a dark orb or a shadow orb or something, like if I had just, if I had lived in fear of that, like little shadow guy and didn't address it and just was afraid of it and kept giving it my fear and kept feeding it my fear, it would have gotten stronger and it it would have eventually become destructive. And that's sort of where we were talking about that could be where maybe demons come from where oh totally you know yeah. people people are just you know they they move into a new house and there's residual energy from the people before that isn't so great and so the new owners think it's haunted and then they're scared of a ghost and then the ghost becomes a poltergeist and they're scared of it even more and then the poltergeist becomes a demon and it's sort of like whatever they label it as it becomes mm-hmm. and i think that that's right. like that's that's when it's so important to like find our strength to find our own light and to just decide, like, you know, I don't give anything permission to scare me. I don't give anything permission to, you know, push me around or bully me. And that doesn't have to come from a right. place where you're an asshole. That comes from a place where you just, you know, are... You're you, protecting yourself. Yeah, you're protecting yeah. yourself. You're holding your own space. Totally. And, like, you know, when I first moved into the house that I'm in now, um, I... First of all, I had I went through a really traumatic personal thing that I I don't want to rehash, but um, but it left me really broken, really really heartbroken and and super depressed. And around about that time, I had this, the same like an entity had sort of latched itself onto me, and I fully knew it was my fault. Do you know what I mean? Like 
I was, I was in such a dark place and I was giving off such negative energy that I attracted this, you know? And, and then the entity would start to say really awful things to me. Like it got stronger and stronger and it was saying really negative things to me that I would, I mean, we all have negative self-talk for sure, but this was way harsher than I would ever tell myself. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah totally. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is, this is like, this is like an entity that is feeding on me. And that, and it, so it becomes like a, like a vicious cycle, That's right? Mean. You know, because the, yeah. And it was so mean and it was telling me, I mean, it was even telling me to kill myself. Like that's how oh, dark it got. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, enough is enough. Yeah. I need to go through my whole house. I need to ward everything. I warded like I warded the entire perimeter of my property. I like went through my house like banging pans and making mm-hmm. noise and just being like, you do not, you cannot be here. You do not have permission to be here. Yep. And I got it. So I cleared it everywhere. And then I had this one little remaining bit in my shower, which uh-huh. was the week, like, like cleared it out like crazy. And then there was like this like little bit holding on in the shower. Oh. And the only way that I could let it go was to be like, I release my own darkness. Yeah. You know, like I know that I'm in a sad place and I just have to let it go. I just, I have to, I have to try to get better and I have to try to, you know, accept my new reality and just deal with it, you know, and it took a lot, but, it, but I got there, you know, and I feel like a lot, I feel like there's probably a lot of people out there right now going through something similar while they're stuck quarantined, yeah, you know, totally, you know, cause if we let fear rule us, it can, it just spirals, it becomes a downward spiral, yep. you know, yep. and that, and that, and that darkness folds in on itself. And it's like, that's where that, and that's where meditation also can help because you just, you know, you breathe out the bad and you breathe in the good or, or, you know, whatever it is that you do, like essential oils. Yes. Um, Cause we were talking about using lavender and things like that. Yeah. You know? I've had my diffusers going like in uh, all day, like, especially cause it, mm-hmm. like, it helps my partner. Like I, I like, I, like sometimes I will just like aromatherapy drug my partner where I'm like, yes. <laughs> you know, like here's some some cheery oils that like make you happy um and so I've been I've been trying to you know um keep those going all the time for both of us and to like hold space um because I think as healers we're just like we have to hold space for everyone you know (laughs) totally yeah it's Uh, so true and and speaking of that because like I know we talked about this a little bit before but um like one of the things that I've been doing is playing my singing bowl yeah and because I bought the singing bowl in Casadega and, and it was one of those weird things where like, I used to not be able to do singing bowls. Like I was so jealous of people who could do it and I kept trying and I couldn't freaking do it. And then I walked into this store and I saw they had a display of singing bowls and this one particular one like called me and I was like, I was like, I'm going to try this. And I fully expected to do it and have nothing happen. Yeah. And I, and I didn't even ding it. Like I didn't ding it to get it started. I just started to like, just rub the thing around it the pedestal or whatever it's called and um it just started to sing and it was this amazing sound that like went straight into my heart and just calmed me down yep and I was like I'm gonna look at the bottom it's like 55 dollars and I was like oh crap (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) so I bought the damn thing and um and so every day during this like quarantine thing I wake up in the morning and I do my little like singing bowl and it like sort of like immediately kind of centers me and you know my partner who is not my husband who's like not at all woo even remotely is like hey can can you do that over on me yeah no I know totally totally you see and I love like tools that not woo people ask for are the ones that really get it done because my my partner's not woo either and he's like why aren't there any oils? Why aren't there any oils happening? That makes me feel better. It makes me happier. Right? Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, this works, you know? And, like, I've been burning, um, you know, lavender because lavender is just, it just isn't, I have it growing in my backyard, so I might as well, like, yeah, bring some in, dry too. it, and, like, you know, put it on charcoal or whatever. And it's so wonderful. It just, like, ah, you yeah. know, it just relaxes the whole house, and I love it. 
No, I agree. It's definitely needed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I grow lavender for that same reason. It's just a, even just going out there and smelling it fresh is just so nice to just Super nice. chill yeah. out with. And then like, you know, keeping some fun, you know, we were talking about like, you know, spraying, you were talking about, I'll let you continue with like your tips, but you're talking about like using oils on the pillow and. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. So, you know, for the insomnia and stuff at night, I, if you have the essential oil, um, you just dribble like just a tiny little bit on your pillow mm-hmm. and that can help sort of like just soothe you. Yeah. And, um, or if you have the herb, you can put it into like a little sachet type thing and like yeah. stuff it in your pillow. And then every time you toss and turn, it'll like release more scent out. And it's just, oh my God, oh. it's like the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Um, do you have any other witchy tips that you're using right now that you want to pass on yes. to people? So I, I want to pass on, cause like I so said, we talked about aromatherapy we talk about sound therapy oh I can add to the sound therapy if you don't have a singing bowl anyone who's listening right now you can go onto YouTube and for free you know Google uh, search like sulfeggio harmonics or frequencies or um, Hertz frequencies and um, what's the other word is it binaural beats or whatever but yeah, like lots binary, of these, I think bi- yeah something like yeah. that um but a lot of these sounds, they kind of accomplish the same things that a singing bowl does because it's just frequencies. Yeah. And um, I think something like 432 or something like that, or 435. Anyway, so something in that range is really good for the heart chakra. Yeah. Um, but, but then there's all other different ones that are really good. And then the other thing that I've been using a lot of lately is uh, are my crystals. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, crystals just so totally to me it's freaking ridiculous and the one crystal that I've been using the most and I usually wear as a bracelet is fluorite yes right so it's the the green and purple yes and when I first got fluorite I I got it because it's really super good for opening up your psychic intuition um but then it's also really good for healing and health properties yes and and I can't remember, I think it's the Crystal Bible or it's one of my little, I have like three different crystal books. And yep. in one of them, it listed that it's really good for respiratory problems. Which is perfect right now. Totally perfect. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, if you've got some fluorite, like wear it, carry it. Like, especially like every time I have to go on a supply run, I'm like, I've got my, my latex gloves. I've got my mask. And I've got my fluorite bracelet, you know? Yes, I know. I know. I love, I put fluorite in my first crystal kit in the, in the health vial because it's so good for, it's like, it's such a stress reducer and it feels like when I've got rough edges, I feel like fluorite is like the crystal that sort of like smooths them out. I've been doing a lot of like, um, Herkimer diamonds and gold pyrite lately too, though, because like my biggest thing has been the energy levels. And Mm -hmm. that's, you know, energy levels is solar plexus chakra. And so Mm -hmm. like any sort of like yellow stone and yellow candles, especially because it brings about joy um, and happiness. Mm -hmm. That's sort of what I've been trying to work with right now. Cause it's just like, it's like, you know, you got to make the effort to make sure that you're keeping optimism and joy and happiness in your home right now. And like, you know, like sometimes it's like you have to force like, you know, like a, some sense of normalcy and like some sense of fun and like even like even sex. Like I'm usually yeah. down all the time. And like, <laughs> I, like I've been like, you know, you got like making myself, you know, like making making myself yeah. do it. Not that I don't want to, but it's just sort of like when the cult, when things are so, you know, it's just physically like things get thrown off. You get, <laughs> yeah, no, no, totally. It's, and it's, it's hard. Like I even actually read a thing. I, someone did a post on Instagram talking about how, um, testosterone and, you know, cause you know, both men and women have it. Yeah. And, and that testosterone sort of, that's the thing that sort of makes us have a sex drive, right. Or one of the many things. Oh. And, but it also feeds stress. So like when we're in a constant, you know, and we're kind of in a constant stressful situation right now because we don't know, we don't know what's going on. We don't know how long this is going to last. Like we're in this great unknown. It's hard to make plans for the year, you know, business is down for a lot of people, you know? Right. And like, you know, like lots of stores are talking about having to shutter because 
they just they can't stay afloat during this and it's it's heartbreaking you know and it's like this idea of like what what are we going to come back to when when we've when we've conquered this virus what's the world going to look like Mm -hmm. you know and so I think that constant stress is I think all of our testosterone and this is just I don't know I just read this thing I have no idea if it's true or not but it feels true I'm like this makes sense I'm nodding my head (laughs) right yeah like because and it's this idea that all the testosterone that would normally be filtered out into other aspects like sex drive is all is getting completely gobbled up by this stress yeah that makes sense So, right because I've I've actually seen a a few different people I've talked to a few different people who are like I'm like they're like what's wrong with me like I'm not Mm -hmm. feeling it right now and I'm like I'm like maybe this is the thing maybe that maybe that's all it is you know and so it's nothing to freak out or stress it because then you're just going to stress more you know yeah (laughs) yeah no totally (laughs) and and like and I think a lot of it too because I was reading this other article that talked about the um the Vegas system or something yeah 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 v-a-g-u-s and it's this thing that like runs from your brain and goes to different parts of your body and somehow tied like I don't I'm not like a a biology person like I don't really know anything Mm -hmm. medically but just what I read it somehow tied to the parasympathetic nerve or whatever that is Mm -hmm. and it was this idea that because we're in this unknown space that we are like in a weird long prolonged um state of fight or flight Mm -hmm. and it's screwy because, you know, like a normal fight or flight is like, I'm going through a, for- a walk through the forest and oh my God, it's a grizzly bear. And then you get like that adrenaline rush and it tells you to run away or whatever you're supposed to do with a grizzly bear. I don't fucking know. But <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe just stand there and don't move. So I don't know. Whatever the thing is that I you're supposed, you're supposed to do. I think you're supposed to make like, yourself look big. <laughs> like big, like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> but regardless, regardless, this is not a grizzly bear. This is not an obvious in our face threat this is this yeah. weird thing that we can't really see and we don't really understand and we, and like and it's and it's and information keeps changing and like so it's like drawing out the stress in this weird way mm-hmm. and I and I think that maybe that's why some of us are so lethargic because it's sort of like it's sort of draining our resources you know because mm-hmm. we're like in this weird state and one of the things that they suggest that you do to pull yourself out of that is deep breathing. Yeah. And I'm like, and uh, I'm sitting there like, oh my, I like, I teach this in all my classes. It's the first thing. One of the first things I make everybody do is like, take these deep breaths. And here I am like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. What do I do? What do I do? And it's like, oh, right. Just breathe. Like, <laughs> I know. I always have to remind myself of that too. To not do the chest breathing and to make a mental mm-hmm. note of like releasing actual physical tension. Cause it just, it does like when you, when you do shallow breathing, it just creates little lines of tension that radiate throughout, radiate throughout your body, you know, like your shoulders and your hips and oh. your knees, like it all just sort of, mm-hmm. you know, your body's working. It's all connected. Yeah, exactly. Your body works with itself collectively. <clears throat> it's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, so take your, take your deep breaths, use your lavender, your lavender oil on your fluorite. <laughs> and if, um, totally. Yeah. If anyone wants to reach out to you, how should they find you? Oh, they can find me on Instagram at American Witch 13. Um, that's probably the best place to find me. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. You can find me, you guys know, at Rainbow Glitter Star for the spellcast at Witch Doctorate and online, rainbowglitterstar.com. You can get crystal kits. I actually also have a um, kit for wellness and energy. That's like, it's not supposed to be like, oh, like I'm going to cure your coronavirus, but it's sort of like, this is how you can ask for (laughs) protection and then also bring joy back into your space. Cause I think that's, you know, important. But thank you. So thank you so much for, you know, agreeing to do this and then doing it twice. (laughs) But I was like, oh man, it's like, how are we going to like keep up the momentum doing it a second time? But I was, I feel like I was just as delighted with this conversation the second time we had it. (laughs) Totally. And I, and I think in a way it was better because we like touched upon the more important part, you know? So yeah, yeah, it's good. Okay. Well, thank you you so much for having me. Thank you. (laughs) 